0: In our communication-rich world, in which everything is always coming at us 100 miles an hour, it is very important for us to know the, the basics. What is it uh, that we really need to accomplish this and that? You can go on the internet and you can find, like, here are the five things that you need to do to be healthy, right? Here are the three things you need to do to get this new uh, credit card to work for you. Here are the the ten things you must do to succeed at... uh, uh, What's that big video game everybody's into now? The uh, shooting one. I forget it. Well, anyway, that tells you how much I play video games. There was a day, but not anymore. Um... Well, I mean, so that's modern society today. But the church, the church has actually been doing that a lot longer. How many of you, raise your hands, have ever heard of the six precepts of the church? Anybody? A couple of you have. The six precepts of the church? Well, if you don't know them, you should go look them up. The six precepts of the church are like the six basic things that you have to do to be Catholic. But when John Paul II was Pope, he added a seventh, a seventh precept. He said, this is so basic that if you don't do it, you can't really say that you're Catholic. What was it? It was evangelization. According to your state in life, he said, every every Christian person, every Catholic person is called to evangelize, called to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ. So if that's true, and we need to do that in some way to be um, Catholic, then, how are we going to do that? Our readings today, as we celebrate evangelization Sunday, are actually really helpful for this. If you want to follow along in your missile as you can, they tell us the why the what. And the how of evangelization. So we start with the gospel for the why. Why do we want to evangelize? Well, because Jesus says, Now is the Son of Man glorified, and God is glorified in him. This is the most basic understanding of our faith. Jesus Christ is God. Jesus Christ is man. Jesus Christ makes God accessible to us. And by his death and resurrection, he has brought us back into a saving relationship with his Father. That is worth telling people about, right? I mean, if you know that but it doesn't make you want to tell somebody that Jesus Christ is God and that he died for your sins, then maybe you don't really know it the way that you should. Because this is what, of course, happens to all of us. Maybe we know it up here, but do we know it down here? If we really know who Jesus Christ is, we've got to tell somebody in one way or another. What else does this gospel say about our motivation here, our why? He says, "I give you a new commandment: love one another. This is how all will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another." So, Saint Paul says, "The love of Christ compels us." What does that make us? It makes us the church, right? If if we really uh, know Jesus, then we also know that we must become his followers, his church. If you want to read a great uh, document on evangelization, Pope Paul VI wrote a very important encyclical called Evangelization in the Modern World, or uh, Evangelii Nunciandi in Latin. And here's one of the things that he said. I think this is very important. Evangelization is for no one an individual and an isolated act. It is one that is deeply ecclesial. So you can never evangelize just by yourself. You have to be doing it with the church. He says, "...not without sorrow, we can hear people whom we wish to believe are well-intentioned, but who are certainly misguided in their attitude, continually claiming to love Christ, but without the church." To listen to Christ, but not the church. To belong to Christ, but outside the church. We've certainly all heard people say things like that. He says, the absurdity of this dichotomy is clearly evident in this phrase from the gospel. Anyone who rejects you, rejects me. That's what Paul VI is saying there. When Jesus came, he didn't just come by himself, he formed the church. And so if we really are going to get excited about Jesus, we have to get excited about the church too. We have to be on fire to tell people who Jesus is and what the Catholic Church is. So that is the the why, the why of why we evangelize. And again, if we're not really excited about that, then maybe we don't really understand it well enough in our lives. Okay, so what about the what? So we know why we want to evangelize, but what are we going to actually talk about? Well, our second reading today reminds us of that. Sure, in some sense, what we are going to say is simply Jesus Christ and him crucified, as St. Paul says. But that has to be unpacked an awful lot. So St. John sees in the book of Revelation here a new heaven. And a new earth. Look at that. There is life after death. There's uh, eternal life, meaning both heaven and hell. Your actions matter. Your choices have eternal consequences. He says, I heard a loud voice saying, Behold, God's dwelling is with the human race. He will dwell with them, and they will be his people. There is a people who belong to God, with whom God dwells. Who is that people? People need to ask that question. How do I become part of that people? How do I become part of the church? And what about this, uh, this new uh, world that God is making? It says, He will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There should be no more death or mourning, wailing or pain. This is really the the beauty of what we are proclaiming, is that Jesus has come to make our lives better, to give us the fullness of life, that we have eternal life in heaven where everything is good and perfect and joyful. So you see, I mean, we could go on, obviously. The, the whole teachings of the church b- bring out all of these ideas. But there are all these important understandings of life, important teachings that Jesus gives us. These are the things that we need to teach people that their lives matter, that their consequences have eternal ramifications, that there is a way to be part of the the people of God, and that if you are part of the people of God, you get to look forward to eternal joy and happiness and heaven. Those are things worth saying. Now you might say, well, yeah, I guess I kind of know those things, but I don't know that I could explain them very well to somebody else. John Paul II, when he was Pope, also said we need a new evangelization. Not just an evangelization for the people who've never heard of Jesus, but an evangelization for all of us who already have heard all about Jesus, but it just kind of went like over our heads. Because, you know, it was a class we took in school or something like that. But again, we might know it up here. Do we know it down here? All of us need to experience that new evangelization. And we've got lots of opportunities here at the parish, here in the diocese. If you don't know enough about your faith, go to some adult education classes. Come uh, sit through some of our RCIA classes. There's all kinds of great opportunities for you to learn about your faith and to really be yourself evangelized. So that, again, having received, you can then give. So that's the what of evangelization. We really do need to know our faith so that we can give an account of it. The final question then is, well, how? How do we evangelize? And we can look at this first reading today, Paul and Barnabas, what are they doing to evangelize? Well, basically, whatever needs to be done, right? You need me to sail around the Mediterranean Sea? I'm going to sail around the Mediterranean Sea. You need me to pray and fast? I'm going to pray and fast. St. Paul says, It is necessary for us to undergo many hardships to enter the kingdom of God. You need me to undergo hardships? I'm going to undergo hardships. That's his basic point. Whatever needs to be done. Whatever needs to be done in order to evangelize, we should be willing to do it. Because, again we're talking about the salvation of people's souls. We cannot, we cannot quit because things are too difficult. Now you might say, fine, but what is it? What is it that I am really supposed to do? What is the need that should be in my life to say, here is how I evangelize? Well, there are probably other people than me that can say this better because you're not all priests. And so I've asked a couple of our parishioners who I know uh, from their own lives are very good at evangelizing to just share what that meant for them. So I'd like to ask uh, Teresa Bosey to just say a few words about what does evangelization mean to you, Teresa? My families are caretakers of a life-size
1: pilgrim image of our of. Which travels around the diocese. And most people know that Our Lady of Guadalupe is patroness of the unborn because she's pregnant in that image and she is bringing God to the world. But Our Lady of Guadalupe is also patroness of the new evangelization, which Father talked about, which was proclaimed by Saint Pope John Paul II. Because evangelization is bringing God to the world. And in 1531, Our Lady of Guadalupe appeared to Saint Juan Diego. And within the next eight years, nine million Aztec Indians were baptized and became Catholic. And if you break that down, that is 3,000 that were baptized a day. That is Pentecostal. And 14 years earlier, in 1517, the Protestant Reformation ravaged Europe. And it's estimated that 9 million Catholics left faith. So our Blessed Mother came and reclaimed for her son and his church those 9 million souls. To catechize means to teach the faith, it is to know it in the mind. But to evangelize is to change the heart. And hearts are changed when they know that God loves them. Not when they know it in the mind. But when they feel it in the heart, through the love and mercy and the kindness of others, that is evangelization. We don't have to be great orators. We don't have to be theologians. It is the witness of our lives. And so today, I ask that we pray too, we want to Our Lady of Guadalupe under that title, that she will teach us. She will help us and she will. Mary will help us to grow in our love of God and our neighbor. She will help us to do our duty well, to do little things with great love. She will help us to forgive others, to bear wrongs patiently. She will help us to pray for those who persecute us. She's going to teach us how to defend the faith and speak the truth but to do it in kindness and with courage. And when we grow in virtue, then we will fulfill the great commission of Jesus Christ, which is to go out to all the world and preach the good news. We will fulfill the commission of every mass. We will fulfill the call of our baptism and the new evangelization. And just as Mary brought Christ into a sinful and suffering world, we
2: too, will be the Christ and the love and mercy of
0: God into all. So I want to thank Therese for her willingness to share that with us and for all that she does to evangelize here in our parish. Let's give her a round of applause. (laughs) I've also asked Mrs. Claire Rogers, who is one of our choir members, to say a few words too. She evangelizes a lot here in the parish as well, but in some different ways. Claire, why don't you tell us about what evangelization is for you?
2: Well, first I want to tell you what it is not for me. I am not a gifted speaker. I don't go out to public places to tell people about God, such as Bound Square. But I have a few uh, ways in my life that I feel like that I evangelize. And um, my first one is being in the choir, because I think that music um, brings the word of God to life. For all of us in the congregation, in the choir, and hopefully even to ministers. Um, Another way that I feel that I evangelize is through the women's prayer breakfast. And I can still hear Father Mike Homer's voice when he said in one of his talks that as adult Catholics and Christians, we have a responsibility to continue our faith education. It doesn't end when we graduate from school. So, um, I feel like uh, the Women's Prayer Workers, I've been helping to organize for 10 years, and through that, um, through people sharing their personal faith journeys, and then professional people from organizations that helped bring God to life, I feel like that I'm helping to educate women of the parish and of the faith community. It's not just IHM women that do attend. And then uh, a last way that I'd like to share that I um, helped bring really A friend of mine was telling me about a two-day-a-week commitment that she had, and it sounded very interesting. And I also, at the same time, felt a lack in my life that I was not doing one of the things that um, Jesus calls us to do, and that is to minister to the poor. And my friend, two days a week, goes down to Rose Garden Mission, and so because she found such peace, and um, I could see it in her, and I could. See that she was living her faith, so I'm not able to go down twice a week. I only go down every other week for a couple of hours, but I enjoy helping out the sisters, and at the same time, I feel like that I'm helping to do one of those things that Jesus calls us to do, and that is to bring goodness to the poor.
0: Thank you, Claire. That's wonderful. So let's thank Claire for her witness as well. So there, there it is. I mean, evangelization is not something that is like real far up there out of our reach. Every one of us can evangelize. Every one of us must evangelize. If we look around the church today, our numbers are always declining. Mass attendance is down. School attendance is down. Prep attendance is down. Why is the church losing people the way she is? It can only be because we are not really evangelizing. We must become a people of evangelization. Because as St. John Paul II said when he made that seventh precept of the church, if we're not evangelizing, we're not even really being Catholic. So let us commit ourselves today and every time that we come to Mass to the, the necessity of evangelizing. We know the why, we know the what, we know the how. Now we just have to make up our minds to do it.